Hey guys, it's Christina. You're watching Vox and Guest, and I have holy guests today. We are talking to Shovel Monsters. Say hi, guys. Yo. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so we've got Mick, and I think I'm going to go with calling you Mojo because it's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Not that Joseph isn't cool, but Mojo is just, it seems cooler to me. So I'm, I'm going to probably go with Mojo. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining me today. I have been... Um, eagerly awaiting this interview because I feel like you two have um, just a level of metal, which we'll be talking about a lot today. That was like a whole awakening for me, <laughs> music. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in the best way. So uh, <laughs> I just first wanted to, to, you know, you've probably been asked this question a bajillion times, but I'll just get it out of the way and then we'll get to the <clears throat> more interesting stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So has Disney ever approached you guys to do a soundtrack or not? Not currently. No, mm, you might just be missing those phone messages. I don't know. It seems like such a natural, you know, like the wish song from a princess movie or something. And you it's just guys. World, just... Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a small, bloody, grotesque, deeply intense world. Or yeah. So, so no Disney or you're not, or Pixar, even nothing, nothing like that. No, no. I don't think there's too many people that know about us, to be honest. <laughs> well, hopefully this will change that. But I'm not entirely sure that's true anyway. At least I know in our in our community, you guys are, uh, you, that's a name you hear a lot. And you don't forget it either. And so I'm going to start with that one. Where did the name Shovel Monster come from? Because it's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it, it really just was, it's not like one of those great stories, you know, um, but... Okay. I'll just, take a shitty story. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, what, what, obviously, you know, what can we name our band? What can we do? And the original singer and myself, we came up with one name and it was kind of, it, it, to me, it kind of, it was a good, it was a decent name, but it was kind of like, to me, sounded a little more like a, a hardcore band or maybe metalcore or something. So I was like, okay. ah, that's not really what we're going to be doing. So gotcha. um, then my, <clears throat> my son plays that game shovel night and he he said that at the same time period he said that and and i've i mean you you know the the old song uh mud mud shovel by stained right yeah i know of it yeah yeah it's but i love that name just mud shovel just mud shovel. badass right but i'm not gonna name my band mud shovel and everybody think i'm a cover band <laughs> right, you know right. cover exactly. band yeah so uh, but i've, I've always you'd only have that. like three songs to play that people would know anyway so yeah right right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've I've always um, liked that word shovel, and just kind of at the same period that we we're trying to figure out a name, my son was talking about shovel nine. I was like, shovel, that's yeah, that's right. And then I was like, what could go with shovel, you know? And we just I don't know, I just and eventually stumbled upon monster, monster. and it's like shovel monster. And my original singer was like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. So we just kind of went with that. And you thought that wasn't a great story? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. No, I, I mean it's not as cool as some, but. I, I, and and it originally too going off the name we never uh in the beginning especially like it wasn't like oh let's come up with this name and, and then and then we have this name that's kind of like a you know character i guess mm. and so we just did our thing just as that's the band and then and then i was like you know what that'd be kind of cool to have like a mascot you know and yeah yeah and yeah, so then mascot. yeah <laughs> so a mascot you know you know just a and foam head so you know <laughs> yeah well then right i don't know if, how far you've been you know we've been following each other but 
we did a, I think it was back in October, we did like a little contest with all the, the followers on Facebook and said, mm-hmm. hey, you know, come up with a, come up with a name for our mascot and, you know, we'll give you a, I think I was giving them, a, I gave them a free t-shirt of the new album art. Ooh, that's a good gift. You guys have kick-ass merch which i have my eye on trust me so i don't want to interrupt you but that's a that's a good raffle gift so okay yeah Yeah, i wasn't around in october i think i've only been around since like march or april so Um, okay so they did you get a name did you get a name for the mascot so yeah so so, well here's so i don't know how much you know about day nine but it's basically uh it kind of tells a story kind of like this new album but it's kind of goes into the backstory of like why he became a killer essentially and Mm -hmm. And so yeah, we're going to get to all of that. <laughs> yeah. And so basically um, the name, his name is actually Shane. So, cause he's a, he's a normal guy that turns into a lunatic, you know? Right. Yeah. But uh, so okay. yeah, we came up with Shane and he's the shovel monster. Well, there you go. Shane. I like it. There's alliteration. Shane, the shovel monster. Yeah. Sounds like something you would see on like a hi, my name is, you know, to, <laughs> my name is Shane the Shovel Monster. Yeah, yeah. no, that's uh, so I'm, I'm whoever won that. Uh, they got a really cool shirt. So I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah. It's OK. <laughs> so <laughs> so just to frame this out for anybody who's watching that doesn't know the band yet. Um, so Mick, you're obviously remaining founding member. Um, and then you've got the guitar, the bass, the lyrics. And then Mojo, you are fairly new to the party um you know a couple months now i guess and uh you're handling the vocals and some of the lyrics too i think right that's right yes that's right i'm, I'm doing all most of the lyrics and the vocals he's okay. he's he's kind enough to let me let me do all the lyrics so far <laughs> well th- yeah, that's we, actually that yeah sorry go ahead mick oh uh, no uh, the first song i think um because randall was a t- essentially he was gonna carry over to the next album but mm-hmm. we i was thinking a little bit more long term uh, and trying to do some shows, and so I thought, you know, I is it, he's a great vocalist, but I just need somebody, you know, closer to be able to sure. eventually do some shows and stuff. And so he kind of started it, but but he he actually did the lyrics, but I started the song with the lyrics, and so we just I, I did the beginning few sentences or something like that on that first song, mm-hmm. um, and then he took over, and then I've asked him, you know, whenever you need help you know, just let me know. And he's been fine. He's done it all on his own so far. So we're on, we just finished, we're finishing uh, the third song right now. Okay. Um, So we're, we're almost halfway with the album already. So it's very exciting. I mean, so, cause I know that you, um, so Chad case came out just what, like almost two weeks ago. And so you you said you're going to be releasing, um, a new song about every six weeks. Is that still the plan? It was the original plan, but we've been able to keep up with maybe every 30 days. So we're trying to do every oh, okay. four weeks. Um, okay. So that means so, we have a new one coming pretty soon. Right? Yeah. There's one uh, um, that I put up there that to pre-save. Uh, that'll be, I think it's July 3rd. Is it on DistroKid? Yes. 
DistroKid chaps my ass because for some reason, <laughs> and sorry, DistroKid, I know you're great in a great many ways, but you will not let me pre-save anything. I open all these things and I'm trying to pre-save and it won't give me a login screen. It won't give me whatever. So that is why I have not seen that, but I will have to keep an eye out. July 3rd, that's good. July 3rd, yeah. Well, and your, your fireworks. <laughs> yeah, well, I know it too, just for you in the future too, if you have any links... Um, you know how on Facebook you can just put the paste the link and then mm -hmm. it, it'll pop up. Um, what I do is I usually just put like the cover of that. I'll actually right. put that first and then put the link because usually if it'll stay in Facebook if you just paste the link. Right. And okay. So I, I put a photo of it and then paste the link and then it kind of typically it'll go out outside of Facebook that way and. Yeah, that's where I run into trouble. I get to the yeah. DistroKid site and they I have the little pre-save thing and they're like, do you want to share your email address with the artist? And I'm like, sure, why not? Make their day. And then I go to click and then nothing happens. So that's that is my huh? own personal drama. I will have to deal with that myself. I'll it did that to me. And it, see, it okay, it's not just me. It, it, you, it finally uh, stopped doing it actually on this last one. I was able to actually finally pre-save a song for a change. It usually oh, okay. doesn't do it either. So I just have to wear it down emotionally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I can, I can do that. I can persist until the technology gives in. So, um, so there's a lot to talk about here. And I, I kind of wanted to frame this conversation um, from the standpoint that, you know, I, and I say this a lot, but, you know, I just sort of fell into the indie metal community a couple months ago. Um, I still don't remember how it happened. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I did, but it's all been sort of a blur for me. And I, so, you know, I, I used to think that I did listen to some metal and I had no idea the complexity of subgenres and, you know, what makes something death metal versus black metal versus speed metal and so on. And so, you know, every time I'm listening to metal artists, I'm sort of trying to figure out what genre of metal they are and can't do it for the life of me. No clue, not a single clue. And I feel okay about that because even when I ask metal artists, like, okay, so how do you know if this is this or this is that? Nobody gives me the same answer twice. So I figure sure. nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And it's not just me. Um, but if you had to define Shovel Monster <clears throat> as a subgenre of metal, if you even do that, what would you, are you modern death? Are you black? Or what, what, what would you consider yourselves? Well, going back on that genre, it doesn't, who cares really, right? I, mean, I hear you. As long as the music's good, it doesn't really matter. But there seems yeah. to be a lot of attention to this issue. I mean, certain, certain so. people, you know, certain people are snobs about it, you know. and The, the gatekeepers. <clears throat> right. Gotcha. But, I mean, I guess if you put us, uh, the closest thing, if anything, would probably be like Deathcore. Okay. Um, but I, I don't you know. Don't you I don't care. I don't care about yeah. that stuff. I don't know everything about all that. I know it's. Deathcore is a mixture of death metal and, and metalcore, but um, I'm just kind of going on, I guess, kind of the type of music that I like that I and mm -hmm. what I listen to, I guess. Yeah, that so makes I get, a lot and of sense. Yeah, so that's, I guess, the best answer I could give on that. Well, and I, I like that, too, because I think that, you know, genre can be identifying, but it can also be limiting. Right. So right. if someone says, oh, well, you know, you can't do that because you're this kind of metal versus that kind of metal. And my response to that would probably be, well, 
screw that. I can do whatever I want, you know, making my own music. And so I appreciate that. But but where I was going with the, the larger question, because I, I, I wanted to see if you had a, a preference of, of genre and you don't. And I think that's cool, too, um, is that your music um out of all of the metal that I've been listening to for the last couple months, especially is probably some of the most aggressive, heavy boot to the face kind of music um, that I've heard. And what's cool for me is that, you know, somebody coming into, you know, a genre like metal where there is so much going on and there are so many different, you know, iterations of it, you know, it's, um, I feel like I'm getting an education Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and my approach with music in general is just, first of all, unless it outright sucks, which I haven't come across yet, thankfully, in this indie community, um, you know, there's always something that you can connect to and find a way into. And for me as a singer, um, usually I key into lyrics first and I'm mm-hmm. starting to develop an ear for the lyricism of metal, but it is not the most accessible point, at least to me in the genre right i mean a lot of times there's you know there's all this distortion it's kind of um you know sometimes it's mixed back or you know because there's just so much going on with the low end and um and then the high end the treble is just so out there like you know it it you really have to work sometimes Mm -hmm. to get the and that's why i love the lyric videos (laughs) because i'm like okay i think he's saying is that my leg over there but i'm not entirely sure and then i'm like yes check your work i'm good but um so my very long-winded point is that i I think it's very interesting to me that the vocals are so distinctive in metal and especially in your whatever genre of metal you want to call it um it, it really I think your your vocals have, and I understand you've had different vocalists, and, and Mojo is is new, um, relatively speaking. But it's so distinctive, and I, I'm kind of curious, Mojo, for you, how is it stepping into, you know, just being the vocalist, being so responsible for something that is really kind of signature in the sound, and and I mean, you do have a different sound from the previous two singers, um, which I, th- I think is great too. So mm-hmm. um, if you could figure out what the question in there was, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a cookie. But <laughs> it was basically, first of all, how the hell do you do what you do? Because I'm always impressed by the vocalizing in metal and how you have not just completely blown out your voice box and, and all that. But just, you know, in terms of adding the lyrics and the vocals in, what's that been like joining the band, you know, so recently? Well, for Shovel Monster, I mean, when he first asked me, I was kind of like, are you sure? Because I'm, I'm not anything like what Randall's sound was. And I was like, it's going to be night and day compared to, from me and Randall. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I taught myself how to scream and I'm still learning. I'm still trying to develop new techniques and things like that because I'm actually using a lot of new stuff for Shovel Monster that I've never used before. Oh, okay. like what? Like the inhale screaming. I, mean, I think they call it fry screaming or something. I've never done that. Oh, I'm okay. Using, I'm using it a lot as a... Uh, visualization to kind of let Shane actually have a voice. Cause I know Randall was doing a similar thing, but I'm mm. actually using it to visualize if Shane is actually talking in the song. Oh, wow. Um, so, and, and that but, the inhale screaming is the thing that kind of keys you into that more than anything else. I guess. <laughs> it, it, it ended up like, I don't know. Point. I said it, I guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it sounds kind of more, 
out 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 of the world. It doesn't sound like a normal screen to me. Mm, mm-hmm. So I use it more of it. It does kind of sound more like an actual voice or what could be a, a voice of someone who is yeah, guess having a hard time. <laughs> but <laughs> having um, a hard time. That's uh, that's one way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> a little but bit. Right, writing lyrics for Shovel Monster actually is semi easy because we have a plan. Like when me and Mick started this album we have a whole plan for the album already. So I know where I'm going, not to mention it's a serial killer anyway. So I'm, I'm in a box, but I'm not in a box. Right. I, I know where what my theme is and I know mm-hmm. how to proceed instead of just being like, Hmm, I have this guitar part. I could sing about anything. I don't know where to start. I at least have my, my starting point. We've already had that decided even before. Yeah. We yeah. Yeah. Throwing downwards. No, that I mean that, that's actually so, and that was something that the two of you collaborated on, just sort of, you know, because I get the sense, you know, and 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 again, I mean, you've got the Shovel Monster album, you've got Day Nine, um, and now you've got, and the new album is, I'm not, I don't actually have a title for that. What is the new album called? Yeah, we're not giving that out yet. Um, okay, I didn't think I missed it, but because no, I'm no. looking and looking, and I'm like, okay, I know it's from the new album, but okay, so you're not. Yeah. Uh, so you're, we're you're... we're giving little Easter eggs here and there, and um, if you're paying attention, you'll be able to figure it out eventually. Um, okay. But the the new album, as of right now, should be out on Halloween Day. Okay, you're really gonna so, make us wait that long. You're well, really I mean, gonna you make think us about it. hey, think about it. <laughs> Four we're, months uh, we got to wait for for this title? Okay, fine. Yeah, but if we were a real, you know, a, a big band, you'd have to wait two years, you know? Instead well, this is a very good point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, I guess I shouldn't be complaining. It's uh, And we are getting music along the way, too, so that's... Uh, yeah, every four weeks. So there be, should be about five songs, because uh, we're going to release one the beginning of October, and then the album will be Halloween, which I, I always say this whenever I get a chance. is like back in the day, you know, just Tuesdays were amazing to get that new music, you know? And so whenever I can release an album, I try mm. to do it on a Tuesday to, uh, <laughs> you know, bring that nostalgia back. Nostalgia. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. No. Okay. So we don't know what the title of the new album is, but would no, you no, no, say. No, 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 no. You don't. You don't oh, know. The well, title. you do. Sure. <laughs> we, we, the, the, the listeners, the fans, we do not know what the title of the new album is. I'm glad that you two know. Congratulations. <laughs> Way to rub it in there, Mick. I really appreciate that. Um, so. Would you say that it is um, from one album to the next that, you know, you, you're really kind of continuing? Obviously, you have the motif, you have Shane, you have that whole theme. But, um, you know, are, is this album changing the story at all? And actually, do you want to get into the story? We might as well um, behind the lyrics because, I mean, man, um, you know, I the lyricism across the albums... Um, is really it's so intense and it's so haunting and it's so evocative and and you also throw in some things in there that are real gut punches you know um you know like um uh, um oh, there was a line from i think it was loss um mm-hmm. something like um um any trace of you will be erased uh like the millions By before time, you who thought they could move the line something like yeah, that yeah, it, yeah. And, and, and I, I, I'm going, oh shit, you know, <laughs> like that. there's so many ways that you can take that and interpret yeah. that and apply that to life, you know, your specific life, life in general, whatever. And I mean, 
so, I mean, I, I really, you know, when the, like the darkness is too bright, that kind of thing, you, you have all this really intelligent, poetic kind of lyricism in there, which I think is something that maybe, you know, on first listen, unless you're really good at picking those lyrics out, you don't necessarily catch. But tell me the story of the shovel monster. Tell me the story from, you know, where it started to where you are now with it. So I got to tell you, Lost, that first album, <clears throat> except for uh, the song Unloved, I wrote that. I wrote that lyric uh, for the song, but Ben, the first vocalist, did the did all the rest of the the lyrics for that mm -hmm. album. And still I, your album, I, <laughs> it's yeah, still your band. I, I mean, yeah. he was he's a, a a great you know friend of mine that that's uh, I've known him since I think 2006, and he was uh, you know finally available to do some work. We've been trying to work together for years and. Hmm. Long story short, yeah, we were able to do it, but then his his health, he's got some issues, so I had oh. to kind of move on. And then, uh, okay, so Randall and I, when Randall showed up, <clears throat> I told him, you know, here's because I actually did the cover of Day Nine before we even started the album. It, oh I mean, wow! Okay. I think they, the the cover that I have is actually was out. I think about this, maybe even before that the debut album even came out. Um. Wow. But yeah. Okay. I, yeah. So <laughs> you were you were um, really overachieving there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just being proactive, I guess. But yeah. Uh, so then I I told uh, I was talking to Randall and just said, hey, you know, this is we're going with this guy and let's figure out a little story. And we didn't have uh, I don't think we had like a a full story at the beginning like oh, okay. like Joseph and I did. Mm. Um, Joseph and I came up with like a whole idea, like I gave him my idea what I wanted to do and so we kind of took it a step farther and made it a full thing and now we're going forward whereas before you know it was just like okay well, this is the idea um, do your thing kind of thing and I would, I helped out with I don't know maybe 35-40% of the lyrics on day 9 um, roughly uh, okay. but yeah it just uh if you want to know if you're you're asking about day nine, how what that's basically about is long story short, he is abused as a child by of course his parents, mm. unfortunately bullied at school, mm. you know, that type of thing that many of us, you know, go through. Right. But he's also got um some, you know, like schizophrenia and stuff like that. And finally just one day snaps and his um his mom and dad were his first kills, mm. and then, uh, then yeah, he just moved on and and the shovel. He picked up the shovel one day, and that was it. <laughs> so that's the that's the gist. A, 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 the meeting of muse and artist, I guess, in the yeah. most macabre possible way. So, and I mean, it for this album, you know, are you taking? Are you starting from that point? Or are you taking it in a different? I mean, obviously, Chad Case is is you know, not a love song. Um, <laughs> you, know, it, um, you know, it's everyone who's heard it is aware that there's something really horrific going on, that there's a lot of confusion and blood loss and <laughs> consciousness is kind of optional. And so, I mean, is <laughs> it is that how are you, are, are, I guess what I'm really asking is, are, do you feel like this is a continuation of day nine do you feel like it's its own separate thing? Is it a little bit of both where there are echoes, but you're going in a completely different direction? And either of you are ideally both could take that question. Well, I'm a horror nut. 
so I'm almost picturing it, I guess, as a movie. And mm. to me, yes, day nine is movie one. This is movie two. Okay. It's yeah, kind of, it's it's, kind of, yeah. It's essentially a different story, but, you know, just similar, you know, similar stuff. Mm. But it's just a, it's a whole different concept than the first, you know, than day nine. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And so are you, how are you finding the collaboration with the two of you? Because obviously, Mojo, we should mention that you are also, um, you know, in Circled Throne. People will know you from that band. And, um, you know, how, how did this collaboration come about? How, how are you finding working together? Was this, uh, was this a surprise to both of you? Or <laughs> how did you guys end up connecting? We, we connected thanks to a, um, I'll call him a mutual friend. We, we've kind of lost contact now. A former mutual friend, but um, <laughs> precisely. We, we we started, uh, I guess a collab. I'll just say it was a collaboration, and mm -hmm. it it fell apart. But that's how I actually met you know Anger Overdose and Mick himself, and we we continued talking from there. And hell, I don't know. I I don't forget how it even came up with with you finally, Mick, about asking me to do it. I think he just Randall. He was having you know. We had talked about the tour and stuff like that, and Randall living in it's Costa Rica, right? Costa Rica, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little difficult. bit of a distance issue. It's kind of difficult <laughs> right. to get to the states yeah. to tour, so yeah. it was already leaning that way anyway, and it just happened to come up. And being, you know, in Circle Throne is just me, so yeah. it's not like I'm. No, you you don't have a bunch of people. You're like, you're. Oh, I'm, exactly. I'm, de I'm dedicated to this. Now we're we got our own right. tours going. On. Right, <laughs> you just... you you can coordinate quite well um, with all of Encircled Throne just by yeah. looking at your own calendar. <laughs> so, and I, mean, well, yeah. I, I, I love day nine since the day I heard it. I mean, I I ordered the CD like immediately so I could have it before everybody else could because he was sending the CDs out. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this was this was a project that you were going to jump at because you you loved the one that came before it. Oh yeah. I mean, other other than the fact that I was like, "Are you sure?" Because I am not Randall. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's, it, yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, that's. Um, so I, I was thinking, who you know, obviously you go to your your resources first mm. and see reach out to those to see if you know, maybe they're an option to, to be a vocalist, you know, for Shovel Monster. And so to be honest, he was the first person that I started with. Um, and I, I, it's funny because I look, he goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll be a guest vocals on there. No problem. <laughs> thinking no. it was, you know, yeah. Thinking he, that, Cause he didn't, I don't think it, I didn't tell him that Randall was out yet. So, um, he just but figured was like, it was no. an, an extra voice. I yeah, got yeah, yeah. Just guest, okay. guest vocals, you know. And Surprise! Like, no, no. Yeah, do you want to be the guest duh. that's moving in? <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so yeah, that's cool. Like, no, so, yeah. so, yeah, so then you sort of, and, and was that hugely surprising to you, Mojo, that, that no, this was not just going to be a drive-by, that you were actually going to be responsible for all of the vocals for Shovel Monster from now on? Extremely, because, I mean... <laughs> I'm sure as most musicians will agree, we're our, our own worst critics in a way. And we, you know, give ourselves a hard time. And absolutely, you know, I think I'm a decent vocalist, but I've never thought anybody else would agree to that statement. Oh, so yeah, geez. when he asked me to be the full time, I was like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> you know, but uh, we're, we're having a great time doing it together. I know I am. I'm, I'm loving doing the story. I obviously love the way Mick writes everything from top to bottom. 
Well, that actually leads me to one of my one of my next questions, which is talk me through that. Talk me through the process from germ of an idea all the way through to you've put this out into the world. You know, does it start with I mean, and, and you know, for this album specifically, obviously, since it's the two of you, um, you know, Mick, are you the one that's really kind of driving the bus in terms of, you know, initial ideas? Or is this something that you both work out together? How do you go from, okay, here's, here's what I think I'm going to do for this song to, and we're done. What's the process? So basically I just, I'll write the music and this album, he's other than that first song, he's just, he's, we came up with our idea and then he just kind of knows what, okay, this song sounds like this, what, you know, this idea that we have for the story and he kind of navigates each song how he feels, and mm. he's been he's been taking over the lyrics full, pretty much full time. So, like I was saying, I I, I don't mind helping out if if need be because I know he's busy too. Sure. Um. So I just if he needs help, he can let me know. But yeah, just we have that idea. He kind of he knows what's going on. He's he knows what what's what's what so so i mean do I you just, tend to start though with lyrics do you tend to start with guitar do you start with bass like where you know what's i mean obviously you have the overarching story yeah but you know when you say i you know put the music together <laughs> that's a it's almost like and then there was the earth you know so like it, 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 <laughs> there's a lot that goes into that so I'm, I'm really trying to get granular with you like when you're wow. starting on a song do you get a riff in your head do you have a baseline in your head? You know, are you thinking of a particular, you know, BPM for your beats? Like what, where, where, or I mean, I'm sure it's different each time, but kind of, you know, talk me through any, any, I mean, Chad case, you know, how did that song start and, and, you know, what came first there? Um, usually, so when I did the debut album, it was just a bunch of riffage and I'd play, you know, I'd play and record. I've gotten, a lot more modern uh, technology wise and stuff now <laughs> since the first album I had. So the first album before it even was recorded, I actually was miking my cabinet and doing the old school oh, way. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then I, cause I'd been out of the game for quite a few years. And so I was like, Oh, you know, I'll do that. And I was like, ah, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's definitely not horrible. I've heard worse. Right. And then, so then I, one day I stumbled upon DI and I was like, uh. wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And so I, I ended up buying an amp and it, it was night and day, you know? And, oh yeah. but anyway, uh, so the first album was, you know, f half of it was written when I was just miking it. And so I would just play and just, you know, I, on my iPhone, I'd record that riff. I'm like, that's a cool riff. Just so I don't forget it. Yeah, you have just, it. Yeah. yeah, I just start building off of that. But okay, the the first the the song "Lost" that you know or that you just mentioned, yeah, that was the first song that I actually put the drums first. Okay. So I went okay. into my drum. Yeah, I went to my drum drum program, and I just laid out some drums, and I just started making up stuff, and I was like, and you know, until I thought that was worth putting out. And that's how I did it. And that's how I've done it pretty much since. Um, okay. That actually, that tracks for me because the, the, the drums on that, um, on Lost specifically, like, I mean, not that all your stuff isn't rhythmic. And it's, I guess it's sort of weird to say maybe about metal that your songs, to me, at least have kind of a groove. Um, yeah. But they do. Um, at least I'm hearing one. And uh, so the, the fact that it would begin with the drums specifically, that, that makes a lot of sense to me. But then, but then... You have a song like you mentioned it, Unloved. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one where I was going through and I was like, wait a minute here. Like this <laughs> is, and now it makes sense to me because that you said that's the one that you wrote. Yeah. Um, that's, I, I gotta say, that's probably like my, one of my top three of your songs. Like I, I really, I, 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 you know, the first time I heard it, I was kind of like, okay, you know, there's, t- I heard more rock elements in there. Um, yeah. Still metal, but you know, I heard more rock, you know, and, and the lyrics are a lot more human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and kind of poignant and, and touching than, than, really anything else that I've heard or really yeah, anything else more, that you've done. Yeah. yeah. They're a more straightforward, I think. Uh, the, but but it, 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 it kind of gets at the, the origin story a little bit more, I think, than some of the rest of it does. And, and in a way that is while still being an absolute sledgehammer to the forehead, sort of more tender, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's your, you know, I, 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 and it, and again, maybe because I am a singer and I do tend to come in from a, a lyrical standpoint first and a melodic standpoint first, you know, I'm going to key into something like that more, but I, I, how did it, how did it come to be that that was the song that you kind of took, you know, the stewardship of in terms of the lyrics and, and what was, what was in your head when you were putting that one together? Because it really is very different in a lot of ways from everything else that you've done. And, and I think it's great. It's not like it's, um, it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb or anything like that. It was just one of the songs that made me go, Whoa, okay. This is a, mm. this is a different side of shovel monster. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? So uh, musically um, that was like an acoustic, a lot of that, the main riff on that was an acoustic mm. song and, and then uh, once I went DI, I'm like, well, how am I going to record this thing? Yeah. And so I just kind of turned it into what it was. Um, but that was before I kind of, I mean, I'm fairly new to writing music, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, like that first album was probably like, I'd say the, that whole, I probably, up until the debut, I'd only wrote like two songs, I think. And that was like back in the you know, 2000, probably 2001. Okay. And then, and then I, when I went to, I, I was in another band back in the day and they wrote, they pretty much, if I came up with a good riff, they would kind of change it a little bit to like make it their own. And it's, it just, I didn't, I didn't really get my own kind of thing. And then you didn't have your voice. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so then when 2008, when, you know, market took a dump, I had to sell everything and I didn't play from like 2008 until I got an acoustic in 2017. Wow. Okay. So that was the hiatus that you referred to earlier. Okay. Yeah. That's a long time to be out of the game. Almost 10 years. That's a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm not skilled at all. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm mediocre Mm. at best. And Mm. so. I know I, I I will quibble with that, but okay, I'll I'll let you bullshit a little bit. Go ahead, say oh, the two on. of you, man. Seriously, like if there's one thing I'm getting from from talking to 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 especially metal musicians, I know it's musicians in general, but you guys do not appreciate yourselves enough. And you don't give yourselves <laughs> enough credit. You re- no look. I mean, like let let's be real, right? Like is is metal a genre that that feels familiar to me not at all you know is it something i would necessarily be like okay you know i'm gonna pull up my playlist and this is like the first 10 songs not at all but even as someone who is not coming in as you know as familiar with the genre or you know an outright fan of the genre to begin with like i like your stuff you know i and i i it freaks me the fuck out, <laughs> but I think that's normal. I think it's kind of supposed to. And, and I, 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 later on, I wanted to 
kind of get into a little bit of the psychology behind metal with you. But it, so it, it makes a lot of sense to me. But like, don't say you're not skilled. Don't say, you know, are I mean, you uh, sure you I want mean, me in the band? You guys like, don't do that. You know, don't, <laughs> don't, don't ding yourselves like that. Because if, if you, as I said to Death Pigeon, you know, if, if I can sit down as probably one of the more, and again, as I've said, I, I don't consider myself vanilla in any way, really. I'm, I'm way too weird for that. But like, if I can come in and I can sit down and I can enjoy your albums, you're doing something right, right? Like it's not niche in that way. And I think that's really cool. So anyway, that's my Ted talk, but I, I <laughs> didn't want to interrupt you, but okay. So you got back into it. You got your acoustic like 2017 ish. And yep. then is then that when, is that like, when unloved came? No, that's too soon. Right? Um, you must've done other stuff. No, that, yeah, that's, I don't think I started it that soon. Um, it was probably 2000. Cause I, I got my first electric, electric guitar probably in 18. And then my wife got me a little, a little, just a little amp that I could use. And okay. I started getting back into stuff and I was like, you know what, this is, you know, bringing up the glory days as we call it. And <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, uh, I want to do this again. And, and mm-hmm. so I, um, somewhere in there, I, I cause I, I played a lot more acoustic okay. and somewhere in there I had that song. And then I think I was just trying to think of another song to add to the album and I was like, well, let's just try see what this sounds like. On I have electric. this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it just, it, and it was a little different. Like the main riff is the same, but I, I, I added the heavy parts, obviously. Okay. The, yeah. The, yeah. The chorus and stuff. But so that's the music. Um, the lyrics are a little more personal than you might think. Um, I could sense that. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, and you can get into that as much or as little as you want to. I'm, I'm not going to pride well, you know, yeah I, I think we all have you know there's there's things from your childhood but also you know as a human you um there's certain days even i have a great wife like no complaints i'm 110 percent happy with my situation mm-hmm. but there's always those days just like playing guitar you know it's just like you know i just feel maybe i'm not good enough or you know just those doubts, you know, your worst sure. enemy, like he was saying, you're your own worst enemy. And just mm-hmm. there's those times when just you're not your strongest, I guess. And that's when sometimes, you know, good music happens. And Absolutely. No, I, I, I so appreciate that, too, because we talk about mental health a lot on this show. And that's not because it's an agenda of mine, although, you know, I think it's really important to talk about. But I, I'm finding that in these conversations that I'm having with musicians, that's a through line. You know, everybody's, nobody gets out of life alive, right? Like everybody's fighting some sort of, you know, miserable friggin' battle and you don't know what it is necessarily, but you know that they're fighting something, you know, and whether it's current or it's something that they've dragged with them, you know, um, from the past, I think that that's, I think that's the thing that fundamentally in music connects us all, right? Yeah. Is that however we express those personal experiences that are on a micro level specific, but on a macro <coughs> level, pretty universal, right? You know, suffering, pain, grief, loss, you know, self-doubt, insecurity, right. m- other mental health issues. But like, I think that's the thing that, that really brings everybody together. And, and I think that was where I really... Because, I mean, look, you know, so you're sitting there listening to, you know, albums about serial killers and, you know, clearly the, the, 
the kid's life was not rosy. Right. <laughs> Most people don't just, you know, like, you know, have a, a um, Fisher Price life and then go out yeah. and start, you know, killing people with <laughs> shovels. So. You don't hear, hear uh, I guess other than what the, those, those brothers, you don't hear of too many serial killers in Beverly Hills. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, yeah. Was it the Menendez's or the, yeah. and then yeah. there was that other, yeah, but no, they were in some farm somewhere. I don't know. My mom right. keeps telling me about some other horrific shovel based thing, but um, I'll have to tell her about this good shovel based thing now, but Hey mom, <laughs> I have a new album for you. <laughs> Go right. listen to shovel monster. And yeah, we'll wait. But, um, <clears throat> but I think that, that, that that's where unloved really kind of, it got my attention. So yeah. it, it makes sense to me that that, because it's, that's you, right? That's you lyrically, that's you musically, and that's you and, and at least some version of your story. So, right. I mean, when you guys are writing for the new album now, are you finding that you're putting a lot of yourselves into it? Is it more, you're almost writing a fictional, you know, story for Shane? Is it a little bit of both? How does that, how does that, uh, you know, how does that play out? Is it personal? Is it more just the story? Uh, I'm just like, don't ask me that question. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to go with it's more of a story than a personal and real. Cause gotcha. yeah, this, this, this album, yeah. this album is going to be very brutal. Like it's, mm. yeah. So we just, as I was telling you, we just finished the third song and it's 200 yeah. BPM. <laughs> So that's like that's the fast. fastest. So a lullaby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, you, you hear 200 and it's like, that's fast. But the song, when you listen to it, it's, you, you, you mentioned groove and I am all about groove. Like mm -hmm. I, Actually, that's the genre I would say is groove metal. I wouldn't even say yeah. deathcore. I would honestly say it's more groove metal because the drums, other people have mentioned this to us. I mean, the drums are so prevalent in mm -hmm. show. That's why I love it. I'm a drummer first. Yeah. Before I started anything, I started playing drums when I was eight. So <laughs> you're going to key into that first. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, I love that groove and just, you know, being able to just sit there and just enjoy it. You know, it's like, but when I come up with the great riff, I'm just, I start smiling sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> that's it. You know, and, you got it. Yeah. But yeah, we have this, this one that's 200 and, and, um, it's got is even though it's pretty fast, it's still groovy and it's I, mm. I like it. So I'm I'm excited for that one. That'll be the third one. That'll be out in August. Okay, but th but that's a cool balance, right? Because at a certain tempo, you could lose all hint of a groove very easily, right? You yeah. know, it could just be like you know, listening to a jackhammer or listening to some really like methed out woodpecker or whatever, like, but, but it's <laughs> you, you guys. I mean, and I think that that's something that I noticed <clears throat> from album to album. Um, and then, you know, within, within each album is that you're not doing the same thing in every song, you know, I, it's yeah. not, um, you know, it's not like you turn on, you know, just a snippet of a song and go, I have no idea which one this is. Like they all do have a unique identity. They all do have a different groove. They do have, you know, the balance, whether it's between, you know, the, the drums and the guitar or the guitar and the vocals or whatever, it's all different. And I, I think that makes sense because you are, it is sort of a cinematic thing that you've made it with the album, right? It, it is telling a story. So you can't just have that be static. So in terms of this album um, that you're working on now, the title of which is like Voldemort or Beetlejuice, apparently, but we, can't, we don't know what it is. Um, you know, are you finding that your um, 
doing the same sort of thing where, you know, is, is the second song that we're going to, and are you able to say what the second song that you're releasing is, or you're not, uh, you're not giving me that T either. Um, it's, it's another case number, but the, instead of a name, it's, it's buried. Okay. So it, it's buried and then case number, whatever the hell it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> case number, whatever the hell it is. I like that. Yeah, um, too, we got a lot of case <laughs> numbers. So we're right. Okay. But so, I mean, random, they're not random numbers. Those numbers do mean something. They always do. They always do. I'm I'm learning that metal is um, it's nowhere near as random as people might think. There's always everything. All the elements seem to be built in and for a very specific reason. Everything's got a meaning. There's you know um, subtext and 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 uh, you know all this stuff built in there. So will you tell us what the numbers mean, or you're not going to tell me that either? You guys they're, realize they're this is an you right in, in inherently <laughs> an exchange of question and answer and you're like yeah no i could tell you but then i'd have to kill you with a shovel so yeah, yeah. you just need to have us again on halloween and then okay you can... that's it <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back and be like okay now what the fuck is the album title and what are the numbers mean? no really you're gonna have to you're gonna have to come out with like uh we will we'll have to do a special edition of this show where it's like you know behind the scenes now we get all the answers that we wanted in june but it's October. So, all right. So, but, but to, so to finish that question in, in, I guess, vague terms, because that's where we are with things right now. And, and I understand wanting to protect the, the release as you've planned it, but would you say that, you know, this um, buried is going to be fairly similar to Chad case? Is it going to be completely different? You know, are these stories independent where the music changes a lot, or do you feel like you've got more of a, similar theme similar motif through the through the through the al whole album so the music um i'm kind of day you know the debut album was pretty groovy album yeah um day nine i would say was a little more aggressive i agree and so this album i'm trying to incorporate both those okay cool all so right the, so yeah that makes yeah, it okay that's very buried, cool buried will have a little more groove to it um than okay. than chad yeah, Chad is, I mean, uh, you know, one of the words that kept coming to mind when I was listening to it um, every time really was relentless, you know, and I think that fits given the lyrics, given the story, um, you know, that it's just, you know, you're in and out, you know, that's what, like a two and a half, three-ish minute song, you're not in there for all that long, but it's like, it is. it does not let you breathe <laughs> at all, you know, and, and again, one of the things that I'm really starting to appreciate as I listen to more metal is that it's very meta, um, you know, that, that the way that the songs are built, that the, the choices instrumentally, whether, you know, you're coming out hard with drums or it's more of a, of a guitar riff, you know, based thing or a bass riff based thing, or if it's mostly the vocals and, and everything else is kind of backdrop to that the way that you guys build your songs tends to reflect the story that you're telling with the songs. And I so appreciate that, you know, that it's, it's, there's a really cool marriage of, you know, sonically and lyrically what's going on. And I mean, how intentional is that? Is that something cool that you guys just managed to do? And you're like, Oh yeah, we meant to do it. Or like, is that part of the planning at the beginning going, okay, well, this is the story we're telling here. I think this should be a song that's, that's focusing more on this instrument versus that or whatever. Well, when you're talking about how the songs are written, I mean, he obviously starts all the music right. But when he's right now, when he sends it to me, like I have the story in my head of how I want it to flow and we've got the parts. 
So when he sends something to me, you talk about that imagery. Like when I'm listening to the song, I'm thinking the entire time, mm. can, can this can this part of the story fit here? Uh, mm. Maybe. What about oh, this one? Okay. Actually, this seems more like it. So there is a reason why the first song is named a name and the second song is called Buried. Buried. Okay. So every everything yeah. is... There is, yeah, a full deliberate thing to everything. There's gotcha. a we released Shad first and then Buried second. Now, the third one, it, there's, it, we just we just want to hurry up and release it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then we can talk about it, right? But, no, but, so, so if I'm understanding you, then you're saying that you may, you know what the story needs to do, right? You know that, yeah. that each song needs to communicate you know, move the, move the story forward, but you might have be thinking, okay, here's where we are in the story, but then you'll get the music from Mick and it's not the place for that part of the story to be told. Is that what you mean? That, you know, that you may go, okay, I'll write, you know, down the, down the line here. Or yeah, I'm you- not, I'm not forcing like, just because we're on the third release, I'm not mm. forcing that. Okay. This has to be what I talk about next when mm. actually that other part fits so much better. Here. So it doesn't have to be chronological in no, that way. No, no, that's, it's not being that's released great. Chronologically at all. It's just, this is the first one was the first one. Cause that's where we were in the second, right. kind of the same thing, but we really want the third one out. So that's the why se- it's I mean, coming out third. <laughs> now, besides the just the good, fact though, that you want to share why. it, can I ask why there's so much, like, is it, is it a real, is this a real plot point? The third one is this, you know, what makes it like especially exciting to release this one? Or is it just because you want the new one out? Well, the second one is, is really good too. I mean, it's groovy. I let, you know, groovy is always good, but yeah. the third one is that 200 BPM and it's just, right. it's groovy, but it's, it's heavy, you know, it's just super heavy. Mm-hmm. And of course, Groovy and heavy is just a great combination in my. It opinion. really is because it's it's not something you hear a lot. So that that's uh, at least it's not something. Maybe it's something you hear a lot. You listen to a lot more metal than I do, but <laughs> but uh, that's I, I I appreciate that because you know there, there is a lot of musicality in metal, even though I think a lot of people who don't bother sitting with it don't think so. So yeah, okay. So you're excited because this it sounds like then that the third release is going to be like you know, Shovel Monster Voltron, where you've got, you know, the groove from the Shovel Monster album and then, you know, just the the super heaviness of Day 9 and then that's, this is the song where it all starts to kind of meld together. Yes? No? Maybe? Um, that one doesn't have, I mean, it, the drums make it groovy on that on the, on that one. Right. Um, whereas the, it, so like, Sometimes when the groove the drums are groovy, I'll mimic that on the guitar. But like the art of killing, mm, where the mm-hmm. the guitars are pretty fast, mm, but the drum awesome. the drums are the drums aren't super fast. No, you know, it, there's so, a balance there. Yeah, yeah. So it's similar. It's a kind of similar to that in a way. It's just okay. a lot more heavy heavy than, oh, than okay. that though. <laughs> okay. So and and it's interesting because it's it's. That's another one, the art of killing, and I, and I think on on Spotify at least, that's I think that's your most streamed song. Yes, that was our a single that we put out in December. Okay, and I just sent that to everybody, everybody. that was you know <laughs> that would play it, and so we actually got decent you know views off of that one. Yeah, I mean it it seems to to have been doing really well, but I mean like that's another one where I heard more like rock 
elements, um, you know, and, and, I, and I think that, that um, it's, it's interesting to me the way that you guys are building this album because you, you know you have your story, that's your guiding line, and then you've got the instrumentation and you know what you want that combination of groove and heavy and then putting that all together and putting that together between two people that could get really complicated but it sounds like you guys have a little bit of a mind meld going here where you're both on the same page and you know so mojo if if, if mick hands you something do you ever come back to him and go i can't tell the story i need to to this or can you always find a home for something that you need to be writing to move things forward lyrically? Thankfully, we haven't had that issue yet. Okay, cool. <laughs> there hasn't been nothing he has sent me that I've just been like, uh, I don't, I don't see how that can fit with what we're doing now. Granted, okay. we were getting closer to the end of the album, yeah. So the last one or two songs may be more like we may want to try something else, but like so far right now, I've been able to put part this part of the story to everything like I need to this part of it so mm. so, so far yeah, it's worked out great and I mean we 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 talked at length before we really got into like I don't write the lyrics until he sends me the song right I right. just got what part of the story you know my our bits and pieces of the story we're telling right so once right. he finally sends it to me like the third one I mean I, I wrote the lyrics and recorded the vocals this morning oh wow okay so it's it's have you heard it Mick yeah, yeah, he's sent me the rough mix, and okay. yeah, it's 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 really good. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's so cool! It was just this morning. This morning. Look at you! <laughs> yeah. I woke I, I, up, I, I, put on I was some pants. The vocals before we got into this, <laughs> I was sitting there trying to chop it up to finish up the mix. Okay. Well, yeah. Yep. Okay. So we're trying to get ahead of the game. Um, I there's one song that we had done, which he can still maybe use the lyrics, but. One of the songs that I wrote, I'm just not 100% on it, so I may try and re rework it or whatnot. So I'm okay. maybe one or two songs away from finishing the album, pretty much. That's really exciting. Um, yeah, that's it really is. It, I, it's it's a little stressful because I'm always trying to act, you know, improve and not write mm -hmm. the same stuff. Right, so right. I always, I have I always feel pressure to, you know, come up with something better than before and mm. so I'm that's why I try to do a lot of writing like I spend 30 minutes almost every night not you know maybe four or five times a week mm. um, after work and stuff um, to try and play and new and you know come up with something and just yeah. so I'm not feeling even more pressured you know to come <laughs> up with something I try to stay ahead of it you know yeah yeah I mean and and how do you find because it's it, it some people find that if they um if they plan to write or, you know, play music or whatever, if they, if they have sort of a creative block scheduled every day that it, it gets their juices flowing. And then there are some people I talk to who are like, I cannot create on demand like that. So you find the, it's, I mean, do you guys work similarly in that way? Cause I mean, obviously Mojo, when, when Mick sends you something that's, okay, here we go. <laughs> now it's up to you. Where, where, where are the lyrics? What's coming? But like, do you, do you work in a similar way where you like to have that time built in, in the day or do you just sort of, and then how long after you get one of mixed tracks, do you feel like, okay, now I know where I'm going lyrically with this. Is it pretty immediate? Does it depend on the song? Does it take a, a long time? You're waking up one morning going, Oh, this is what I want to do. Generally, it's almost immediate when I first hear it. I know really? I, I want this part. I think this part would sound great. But 
it, it hasn't worked that way with all of them, but okay. I mean, I, I try to sit on it a few days to make sure that am mm. I positive I want to use this part of the story because I don't mm. want I, I hate for him to send me a song later. And then, like, man, yeah, that would have been perfect that, for that for that portion. That's a really interesting point, actually, because since you guys are doing it piecemeal in a way, what happens if you do get a track from Mick where you go, shit, I wish I had had this. Would you ever, <laughs> I hope you know, transplant? <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's heard, I think, most of the songs that I've wrote already. Okay. Um, I try not to overload him um, because I want him to just concentrate on one at a time. And mm. that way we don't miss something on this one or, you know, just get confused or whatever. Mm. So I try mm. to just send him. But I, I've sent him, uh, I think, for the most part, I think I, he's heard everything uh, up to this okay. point. Um, okay. But yeah, I think it's, it's kind of been almost luck because it's yeah. from from day one of us talking about doing it and getting going and get, then talking about the story and being on the same page about mm. how we wanted the story to flow mm. and everything he sent me. It's just been that that's it. That, that belongs there. It, it, it obviously fits. belongs there. So okay. it's, it's kind of been a, a, probably a lot about luck. <laughs> well, and, and I imagine, well. too, because Mick knows <laughs> what you know about the story and where it needs to go. Mick, I'm, I'm assuming that when you're putting out tracks, you're as mindful of needing to serve the lyrics and the story with the instrumentation as Mojo is from the lyrical side, right? I mean, it's not like you're just, hey, okay, this is the song I think I'm going to write today. You, I mean... And it's interesting to me that that you know this is this is the second time that I've I've talked to a band where a story was really, um, you know, for for Death Pigeon it was a literal, you know, fiction piece that was the published, and you know, you guys have this story in your mind of where you want the character to go and and what's going to happen. So, how do you Mick, with the instrumentation? How do you get to a point where you feel like you can say? okay, this is, I know where we are. I know what parts of the story we've told. I know where we're going. This is the kind of music that needs to be behind that part of the story. Because, I mean, that's that's not easy to do. I mean, at least it doesn't sound easy to do that That you guys are, are building this thing um, and you're doing it in a way that it, it 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 isn't even necessarily linear. So how do you how do you do that? I mean, because I don't I don't think that's just luck that it's like, hey, you know, we've managed to to happily, you know, I mean, is it really is that really, you know, and if it is just, just bullshit because <laughs> no, make it no, sound intentional. No, so is it really luck? Is that really what's I, going on there? I just write the best songs that I can mm. and I leave it up to the two, you know, Randall, like I say, I, I, he wrote, I think, I think there was three songs that he wrote all by himself, hmm. but the other ones I did roughly 40 to 50%. Right. Um, but yeah, I try to leave it up to them. Like, and Joseph, it's a little different because we've already went over what the plan is. Right. And, right. but yeah, I just try to write the heaviest, grooviest stuff that I'm capable of. And it's been working out so far yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. knock on wood yeah <laughs> it, it's every every time i hear something from him i mean it's just it's been like a perfect click i just to me That's the so imagery cool. is there to mm. what to what our story is i can just the way the music's moving to me 
I mean, I'm like, you know, I've done music since I was eight. I went to school for music. So everything to me is based off that imagery too. Like I can just feel it. like to me, if it's all right, this, somebody's running, you know, I, I to me, yeah. I feel like that's, that's in that part. Yeah. 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 And I, I could see that too, because there are songs from the previous albums that are even more literal in that way, you know, somebody running through puddles and, you know, and, and all this stuff. And, and, and you, you do, there, there, there is a sense of, I think, urgency and intensity in pretty much everything, but the fact that you're finding inspiration for the, the pieces of the story that you've already both planned out, it's just, that's very cool to me because it, it seems like a really complex and potentially complicated way to to do an album but you guys are in sync it's working you know and and that that's tremendous you know and especially for i mean you guys have only been working together for a couple of months so to have that kind of synergy already is really impressive to me it's been nice <laughs> it's been very nice yeah it's definitely yeah it's been a very pleasant experience so far mm -hmm. because i don't want to get into any nonsense but it's been a little, I'll just say it's been a little stressful the, the first couple albums. Hmm, okay. Um, on top of <laughs> trying to come up with some good stuff, right? Sure. But Joseph, um, it's just been, like you say, very smooth. Um, it, there, It's just been a nice experience so far. And I'm just looking forward to getting this album out and then seeing what we can come up with next, you know? Right, album four with the same yeah. two people. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. <laughs> so just to, to, to flip it a little bit here, um, I always am interested to hear what other musicians listen to besides their own stuff. So, you know, what are some of your influences? I mean, like I, I Mojo, I know you said you've been in music since you were eight. And, and Mick, you know, when, when did you kind of, just before I get to the next question, when did you start? with music were you a kid kid or was it more in like the early 2000s like you said when you yeah so i i was an athlete and so i was concentrating on that my okay. dr my dad my dad when he was in his teens played drums and he bought me drums when i oh, was cool. I don't know, three or four and i just decimated the, the whole kit <laughs> of course <laughs> that's what um, you do yeah and so metal even at that little age little metal yeah, yeah. toddler just beating the shit out of your kit yeah <laughs> Standing in the drum and everything, doing oh, dumb shit. Wow. Hiding, okay. Hiding in the, you know, but uh, so um, the next musical experience would be high school. My buddy got me into Pantera and White Zombie and all that stuff. And okay, because um, I'll skip what I was gonna say. But so he'd come over and bring his amp, and we'd sit in his pickup truck in the bed of the truck and just play around in the in the street. Just okay. playing guitar. We didn't know shit for shit. But uh, <laughs> I, it's funny, though, because I came up with um, Thunder Kiss uh, 1965. I came up with that main riff of that song by accident, of course. And I was like, of wow. Course. And and that's when I first like was like, this is pretty cool. And mm. I I kind of dabbled a little bit in college with my my friends that I met that played guitar and and then I didn't actually buy my first guitar, I think, until I was 20. Oh, wow. And okay. Yeah. And yeah, I'm old, so. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make you old. But no, I mean, it, it, it's it's <clears throat> it's funny because some people are like, oh, yeah, you know, basically I, I came out of the womb and I was just handed an instrument and I've been playing it since then. And some people come to it later and it sounds like you, 
you sort of you dipped in and out and then yeah. you you got yeah, into I, it and then you dipped yeah. right back out for like eight years or whatever. So but thankfully you're back. So okay, so 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 with that kind of, you know, um backstory there, who do you guys listen to? Like who who who'd you listen to when you were younger? Is it the same bands that you listen to now? Like what what turns you on musically besides Shovel Monster and Encircled Throne? Go ahead, you can go for it. me. Um, <laughs> so I came. I, I was in high school. Um, I just, gosh, was it ninth grade? I don't know. I think it was ninth grade when Nirvana came. We got huge, you know. And okay. So I, I was into grunge. I was into like I was mentioning, you know, uh, White Zombie and Pantera. Pantera, and yeah. I did like I love the Beatles. They're they're a fantastic, uh, <laughs> you know, group. Um, so, and my, my dad, you know, was always putting on music. And so I know that's how I know, you know, about the old stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I love listening to old stuff, but as far as metal, um, I don't know. I, I, these days I try to find different stuff. I try to find new stuff cause I'll go heavy on somebody for, you know, a full week solid mm-hmm. every, mm-hmm. every work, you know, I'll go to the gym after work and, I'll I'll play you know their album this album and that album and and then go yeah. and then I'll switch to another artist and sometimes you know I forget about certain bands because it's just flooded you know it, it just so flooded with music with music yeah yeah, you yeah, just, yeah. it's hard to choose some but uh, sometimes and um but yeah that's that's kind of where I stem from uh, just the Beatles and the uh, the grunge rock and then you know the there's some heavier bands than that that I got into like Carcass and Entombed and stuff back in the nineties that you probably don't know shit about. <laughs> I've I only know the names of any of these if I know them and 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 maybe not even that, but yes, Carcass I've heard of. <laughs> have you really? <laughs> yeah, good, I don't good know. Good for I, you. There 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 I did have a friend in college who was pretty hard into metal and so I would see posters and cds and whatever and you know the but uh yeah i I definitely did not get the metal education at that point that's been coming this year this is this is all still pretty new but uh okay so i mean that's a really interesting cross-section though you know if you're going from like the beatles to nirvana to pantera to you know current metal and new things that you're finding that that actually makes a lot of sense to me musically why you do care about groove and you do yeah, care yeah. about melody and you do care about, you know, telling a story because it's, I, I think it's, it's important for, for music to, to have some sort of a point, you know, that you, whether it's across songs or, or just from song to song, that there is a story, you know, it gives, it gives, it gives everything kind of a, um, an anchor. Right. So yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense to me. Okay. Mojo, you're up. You've had time to think. I'm sure this is going to be the greatest <laughs> list ever. You're going to say the Beatles and Nirvana and Pantera and White Zombie and Carcass. <laughs> You're just going to bite mix list. Or He's what, younger what are, than me. So no, have a- um, I'm actually not a fan of the Beatles, believe it or not. That's you okay. Not everybody loud. is. I came out of the womb listening to Metallica and ACDC. Okay. That's what my mom loved heavily. And so like, <laughs> I was listening to that. CCR, Leonard Skinner. You know, that, oh, that- okay. Yeah, play in a cover band. We play all the classic Southern rock Southern stuff. Southern rock, the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, typical bar band stuff. And <laughs> I hear you. You know, once I got you know about my teenage years, that's when Slipknot came out. And okay. That was one of my first real introductions to 
heavy and screaming. So I listened to like Slipknot, Deftones, got into like Black Dahlia Murder and stuff like that. And just lit but up your brain. Okay. I'm, I'm also very much an emo kid. Like I really like bands like Taking Back Sunday, Brand New. Really? Like those, that's where a lot of my heart is actually is more in that than it is in metal. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I mean, but so I, I, oh, I've got a cool. very broad spectrum yeah. when it comes to music. Like, I mean, I, I love going to some of these festivals where they have, you know, anything is there because uh, I will listen to pretty much almost anything except for not that big fan of a lot of rap stuff. Unless it's got a really good beat to it, I really can't get into some of this rap stuff. I hear you. I hear you. So well, yeah. I mean, so I mean, but the, but that, but that's 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 something I hear a lot too. Is that you know, m- most of the metal musicians that I've talked to don't just listen to metal. You know, um, you know, I'll hear, oh yeah, I'm listening to Cradle of Filth and I'm listening to Opeth and I'm, and then it's also you know, and Madonna and you know Britney Spears and Michael Bolton and like you know, it's kind of like the Beatles and you know, um, um, you know, Deftones. What like it, it's. I love that because it's it it makes sense to me too because you you know whether it's consciously or not as musicians you bring your influences to bear on what you're doing right and so if you take all of this stuff that's so different and so not metal and it's from the two of you and you even listen to different things from each other besides metal and then you put it together in a metal context like there's so much opportunity there for you guys right. to do something new and interesting and I think that's why the albums don't just do one thing over and over and over again because you're not yeah. you're not only listening. There's one guy to one I talked to. He made a. There's one guy I talked to. He made a really good point about it. He says, "I'm already playing metal. I don't want to listen to any more of it. I listen to enough metal when I'm out here." It was somebody big, like either they were on tour, like either Black Dolly or, or something, or somebody. It was somebody okay. in, a, in a much like okay. band recently yeah. toured, and they were like, "Yeah, I mean, we're constantly playing metal. We these metal bands every night. I'd much rather listen to." this yeah and then continue to hear that all the times yeah yeah like a musical sorbet kind of you know <laughs> it just let's cleanse right, the palate and, that all the time <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah i just I, want somebody to talk nicely to me for 15 minutes <laughs> i usually just listen to metal in the um in the gym now whereas mm-hmm. i used to listen i used to listen to it constantly but now it's just pretty much in the gym and maybe in my truck for a few minutes but yeah i usually um listen to like 80s music okay Um, well well that's pretty broad what kind of 80s um i mean i i didn't have a problem with the 80s pop um 80s rock um i mean you go from depeche mode duran duran to Mm -hmm. you know cherry pie warrant you know and (laughs) all those i like the pie (laughs) yeah like i i like the hair metal like uh, your hair whatever you call yeah, it yeah then. yeah yeah so yeah like because my so wife just she, 80s yeah okay. yeah my, my wife doesn't like metal so i i uh tried I to that a lot yeah so <laughs> I, i'll listen to the beatles of the 80s you know when she's around so okay <laughs> so she doesn't start screaming at you and then you can record that and put that on the next <laughs> album i think maybe we've we've cracked the code there you know if, if you do end up having a guest <laughs> vocalist it could just be mixed wife screaming at him turn it off turn um, but okay, so the, the some interesting, surprising answers there. I I appreciate that. I think um, you know, you guys, um, you guys are surprising. You know, it's it's and 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 and, and but it but it, it is to me because you know, I mean, look, I 
you know, we've all heard the stuff about metal over the years, right? You know, that, oh, it's just all these people who are, you know, evil and violent and murderous and, you know, that's they hate everyone and they worship Satan and they this, that, whatever. And, and you know, I really, I st- I've, as I've, I've been, you know, hanging out with so many musicians in the metal community and I'm going, well, that's not true. Like, these are some of the sweetest, nicest, kindest people um, you know, and, and I'll mention even specifically, you know, you guys, I was so touched. There's the charity that I work with all the time, Yellow for Yanni, and you guys made that custom shirt for Yanni, yeah, little yeah. shovel monster merch. And I'm like, okay, this is not somebody that's like, you know, going to eat my face off when I meet up with them <laughs> for a boxing guest or whatever. But I mean, like, what I think is really interesting is I, as I listen to metal and I, I, you know, sort of do all the research for the show and, and everything else is that it's kind of it seems to me like there are a lot of paradoxes in metal, you know, as a genre and just even in the songs, you know, there's sort of this intense sense of being an outsider, but then also people who are in the metal community seem to be very tight knit in a lot of ways. So there's this real insider vibe that goes on. So you've got kind of that dichotomy of, you know, sort of being outside the mainstream you know, outside of normal society, whatever the hell that is. Um, I don't think it exists, but whatever. But, you know, mainstream at least, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think that, that for me, what I'm noticing is that as I get more familiar with the different kinds of metal, and I'm with you, like I really don't care what genre anything is. You know, if it's music, if it's good and I like it, then I don't care what we're calling it. It really doesn't matter. But that the more intense it gets, the heavier it gets, the more aggressive it gets, it's kind of sharpening the borders, right? Mm-hmm. Between people who can hang with that kind of music and everybody else, right? So I think that's an interesting place to live musically. And then I also think that the other paradox that I keep experiencing is sort of this odd experience of feeling joy in the expression of negative emotion, right? So like you're listening to all this stuff that's very, you know, oh my God, why is there so much blood? And, you know, <laughs> where's my leg? And you would, and, and, it, and, and it, it could really just depress the shit out of you, right? It could scare you, whatever. Or you could sit there and go, okay, well, anybody who's going to listen to this kind of music and like it is probably going to go out and, you know, <laughs> grab a, a shovel and go do the same thing. It would, and, no, I mean, that that's clearly not happening. I mean, you guys are not unless, you know, off screen is, is a, a whole pile of gore that I'm not seeing or whatever. You guys seem to be pretty reasonable people. You know, I haven't felt remotely frightened at all while I've been talking to you. So, like, I mean, it, it, do you experience metal when you play it, when you listen to it both as kind of a catharsis? Is it sort of like a bucket to put all the shit in so that you don't have to feel all that all day? Where, where does that... Where does what metal does, what does metal do for you and how does that fit into what you guys do as musicians and just as people in general? Don't all jump in at once. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there's, a, there's, there's a lot more emotion to metal than a lot of people give it credit for. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of bands talking about like mental health issues, like depression and Absolutely. dealing with that kind of stuff that that relates to me hard. So when I'm listening to those songs, but then, yeah, we listen to like, you know, shovel monster stuff. That's, 
that's the aggression that I wish I might could take out on somebody who just cut me off, but you know, I can take it out while I'm screaming <laughs> with the song right. and not really, really actually right. go out there and you know, take yeah. a shovel to their leg like I talk about. <laughs> Kudos, good choice. But you know fully endorsed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just always to me that that's where I've been emotionally drawn, especially with some people and their lyrics, because mm. it, it does sound all mean and angry, but it's really not like you talk about you know some of the nicest people. I mean, mm. most of most of my friends are metalheads and most of them are big softies. We all have little bromances and stuff like that. Yeah. Big teddy bears. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely doesn't go with the you know the person up there screaming you think man he's got to be mean and then right like the sweetest little dude <laughs> that's exact. and i mean pe people asked me like how are you going to interview on this show like okay fine like there are some bands that are like i could totally understand you but like how are you going to under you know interview like a shovel monster or you know an icic event or whatever like these the big meanies you know or whatever and it's like i don't i don't think that's really for me kind of been where I've begun with metal because if you go in with preconceptions like that, like, Oh, everyone who plays metal or enjoys metal must be a jerk. They must be really violent. They must be really angry. They must be really mean and cruel. And you know, like these scary dudes and whatever, <clears throat> like it, it, how is that going to be accessible to anybody? Right? Like who would want to hang out with people like that? But like, I don't feel like that's what the music is doing, you know? And, and that's why when I hear like an unloved, and I'm going, no, see, there's depth there. There's nuance there. There's, there is a story there. You know, you don't, most people who are really pissed off and just, you know, cracking people over the head with shovels are not writing stories, you know, <laughs> like you're not, you know, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not thoughtful like that. So, I mean, Mick, what about you? I mean, you know, d does it, is it again, sort of more like a, an outlet? Is it something that just expresses a side that you maybe don't dabble in? otherwise in life or kind of what, what, where, where's, where does metal work for you? Why are you drawn to that particular genre? I, to be honest, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer, although writing the, the heavy stuff, cause I, obviously I love the heavy stuff, but writing, it's just, it is cathartic for me. You know, it's um, personally, my wife, she's actually going to have surgery here this next week. Oh. And so it's been very stressful uh, to try and keep her. We have, you know, a bunch of animals. We have a great Dane and, and she's a big dummy, you know, and tries to <laughs> get all over my wife and she's, you know, needs back surgery. And oh, so boy. Oh, just boy. trying to keep the house in order and keep the animals, you know, in order to, yeah. so get, you know, and so that's been added stress, but being able to come and play guitar. And mm. as I said, the gym, um, it's definitely helps release some of that stress and mm. and um yeah the, the, nowadays like i was kind of mentioned earlier it's like metal used to be i mean i always liked 80s music and beatles and stuff and but i wouldn't listen to it quite as much as i do now mm. um mm. and that being said maybe it's because my wife and i are always together um so and she doesn't like metal <laughs> and yeah. yeah but it's all fair she listens to that rap crap so i i know oh, so I, I ain't putting up with that so i guess we'll find a, you each we'll have veto power on something I, well what is that that line from pulp fiction um my girlfriend's a vegetarian which pretty much makes me a vegetarian right like, yeah. so if, if you're with your wife and your wife doesn't like you're not gonna listen to it at least you at least turn about as fair play and you get to say no to the stuff that you don't like so yeah okay so, so, we, so we have a common that's, ground with the, that's with a the lot 80s, going on you know? for you okay yeah but yeah so that you know um uh, i always wanted to 
be in a band and I was in a few band, a couple bands. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I was mentioned, you know, I just didn't get to put my stamp on the things, uh, 100%. And so being able to do that now, um, it just, it's definitely fulfilling, even though, Mm -hmm. like I say, I, I don't feel like I'm a great musician or, uh, anything like that. I think, um, I have a, a long way to go and I, I can I can't tell you if I'll even get to where I would like to be, hmm. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah I'm enjoying it. It's definitely a, a stress reliever for me to be able to play music and play the heavy stuff that I want to play. And hmm. I mean, but, d- does any musician ever feel like they're good enough or like they are where they want to be? I mean, I, I I don't know if any artist ever feels that way. You know, I, I think that that it's it's you know if if you're done learning you stop right if you're done growing you're done you know what else can you do at that point then you go from you know writing the bitches back to singing the lion king right like it's like it's just you know you 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 never you're never sated you're never done you're never perfect i think that that that's and i think if you are or you think that you are that your art probably sucks you know (laughs) because there's i've known i've known a few people who have thought that they were god and their music was not (laughs) (laughs) not so great yeah no i i I think whether it's musically or just in life if if people feel superior like that or they feel like they're you know at the at the pinnacle of of all that they can do i'm generally not rolling with them like that's just not that's not an attitude or a mindset that i find any value in because it's just you know it's it's too hard to to be real and human and vulnerable and then hang out with people who clearly have mastered the art of not being any of those things because that's kind of what you have to do if you think you're perfect right if you think yeah. you're perfect you are either like stone out of your mind or you're just <laughs> you're operating on a, de- a level of delusion that is like you know, epic, and I just uh, no interest in that. So I, I don't think it needs to go to the level of of you know not thinking you're a good musician, which you clearly both are. But uh, I absolutely can empathize with the idea of never quite feeling like it's you're where you want to be. You know, yeah. but um, who knows? It might suck to actually get there. Because then what? Like then what do you do? <laughs> well, I, I always like I, I think I improved my uh, writing on day nine. And I'm obviously trying to keep improving, as I mentioned, but right. I I almost worry that there's going to be a, a point where I'm like, I don't know. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's the things I stress about is being able to, like, I had my first writing block this week Okay. where I, you know, I'll put drums out and I'll get in, you know, throw down some ideas and I couldn't come up with Jack. Mm. And that was the first time. Um, but I, you know, I'm old enough to know that, you know, you, you can't just give up. And right. I came back the next day and wrote a minute 30, you know, no problem. So. Well, and again, we, given all the stress that you're under right now, just in, in, you know, real life, like that can dry up the well sometimes too, you know, it, yeah. it is, it is difficult to be creative when you've got that much that you're juggling. So, I mean, I, I think that that's. You know that that that's that's part of it too. Is that you know you, you when you're 
creative in any way, you know, there's always the risk of feeling like, you know, you're out of ideas and then, oh my God, is it ever going to come back? You know? And then I think usually it does, you know, (laughs) usually, you know, the blocks they're they're they do end. Um, But it, it just sounds like you guys are motoring with this new album, really. I mean, again, you know, you're, you're mostly done and you have only been working together for a couple of months. Like that's, I, I don't I don't feel like you're moving at what I would call a glacial pace if that's the, <laughs> if that's the case here. So so you have you have three that are set and then you've got another you're saying like three. Yeah, I think um, without actually counting, I usually that board behind me, I usually have that. Um, I have it all marked up usually with uh, to keep track of what this song is, what the BPM and all that stuff. And. I've been slacking on this album for that, but um, I think we're at seven. Well, it might be six because I think there's that one song that I'm like, "Ah, I just don't know if it's going to be as good as the rest of this. If you guys want to talk in detail, I'll just cover my ears for a minute. um, And I promise (laughs) I won't listen. (laughs) We won't be rolling or anything. he, He has, I think four or five lyrics um roughly okay um because we we actually have i think we have four lyrics five lyrics because he's looking it up (laughs) yeah because we skipped uh a couple of the songs that we had lyrics for to do this do 200 bpm song okay ahead of those okay but i think one of those um is one of those songs the song that i'm talking about that i'm not happy you're not totally sold on now what what about it is is not completely resonating with you do you feel like it's not serving the story is it is it something in the actual like you know layering of the tracks is it the instrumentation itself like what what what's what what are you questioning about it it's just the whole song i think um so like day nine we had randall and i the first song we did we were going to just put it out as a single okay and then was that life a plague or is that not did it no that's on the first album it was uh you haven't even heard it it's not even out Oh, okay. So we were going to put it as a single, and then we said, ah, let's just add it as a, on, the, on the album. And then I started, we started writing the album, like, this song sucks, pretty much. Oh. And so we, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we were like, uh, so should we just, we were thinking about putting it as a filler song. And then I was like, nah, it's not even that, it's not even good enough to be on the album. So we you just didn't want it on at all. Sitting on my phone and my file and, and uh, probably never be heard. But uh, the same th- kind of thing with this song is just the the songs that I'm I've been coming up with are better. It was, it was okay. That's the problem. Yeah. Oh, it, was, okay. it wasn't bad, but like You're, compared you know, to how we but, but the rest Shovel of it, Monster it kind of... does not do okay. So yeah, I totally okay. So it was there was nothing wrong with it. Yeah, there's but nothing it was wrong with the song. Okay. I mean, it still grooved. It was still heavy, but it wasn't fitting. The dynamic yeah, it just, just kind of. So and the, did, it, did it not spark you either lyrically? It did, but I'm not necessarily the happiest about it. Okay. So you're both kind of in the same yeah. mindset it's, about it's, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the, the, the second album, Day Nine, I actually had three or four songs, kind of like this album. I had three or four songs done that didn't go on the album. So I'm like, Oh, we'll just move, push that to the next album. (laughs) And, um, they're still sitting there. And I think a couple of them might 
work. I have to go back and maybe rework okay. a little bit. But I've been just day nine. Oh, so Boneyard um, is my oldest song, probably. Oh, okay. I probably wrote that back. I wrote that before uh, Unloved. Actually, the 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 riffs, you know, in it. Okay. Um, and to go on a little side note, there the yeah, go for it. <laughs> day nine and Boneyard was one song, but Day Nine were the you know the running and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I was just messing with because I just got a Mac at that point back then, and I was just messing with the loops and the effects and stuff. And okay. I actually had it like. Um, a ship in the ocean with in a storm, basically. And so when day nine came around and we had this story that we're doing, I'm like, well, what the fuck's that going to have anything to do with? Right. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so then I took out the boat and took out some stuff and then I added the, the running and we, you know, I, I came up with that idea and I told, I asked Randall, Hey, you know, act like you're running. So do these, you know, break breathing and, I mean, that that is talk about a way to open an album, you know, I mean, like you're you're immediately like, oh, shit, what are we running from? And then that that slashing sound does not sound good. It's way too gooey to be good. Like we're not cutting cake or like, you know, a meatloaf here like this is bad, you know. But and I, and it's funny because I, you know, when I when I listen to this to the albums, you know, in prepping for the show the first time through, I usually just I'm listening and my eyes are closed and I'm just kind of and it, it took me a minute <clears throat> to realize that Boneyard had started mm. and Day 9 had ended and that and that so it makes sense to me that it was one thing and then One you kind of yeah. went back and added you know the running and it was so okay so that so, that's... yeah and the, and the reason why we split it up this time was randall isn't a fan of of intros i guess oh okay. and so uh so i was like well what if we just have it as an intro and you can skip it if you don't want to listen to it gotcha Okay. And yeah. so, yeah, we had it to where, you know, if you want to listen to it, it'll just flow right into. Yeah, it song. doesn't it doesn't break it up at all. But you can start Boneyard without having listened right. to, yeah, to day nine. So, OK, that yeah, that that's uh, that was a nice compromise, Mick. That was <laughs> very thoughtful well, you know, of you I, for an angry metal individual. <laughs> right, right. Well, I try to I try to work with, you know, Joseph and, and Randall. I try to be open minded, you know. Because mm. uh, that's the nice thing. Because I I did vocals back in the day, and I was gonna try and do it myself. But I when I started practicing vocals again, I just couldn't get them to back to where they were. And mm. Mm. Um, so going off that, the nice thing about having you know somebody else is that second point of view um, to to add to the the, the dynamics that you know I, I don't know everything I don't have any all the ideas and sure so it's nice to have that different perspective mm -hmm. to add to the to the song and so um, so that's you know and, and I don't mind I I don't have all like I was saying I don't I'm not stuck on certain you know how I write the music I don't I'm not a hundred percent sold on the way I write it so if he says hey maybe try this part or t maybe cut this part in half or, mm. you know, Randall did, did that on occasions, you know, he would say, Hey, can you, uh, cause maybe the lyrics that he came up with, you know, were different than what the song was a little bit. Right, so right. he'd just say, Hey, just take, cut this part in half or Hey, do this, add this part another time or, so he would do that. Right, just something to fit the lyrics or to fit, you know, right. Yeah. Cause I mean, right. cause you guys are not doing a standard song structure lyrically with these you know it's not like 
verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus, chorus, you know, you're, you're, you can do whatever the hell you want, you know, and, and I, I mean, I, I, there are refrains that will be repeated, but I wouldn't say that I've heard like an outright chorus in anything that you guys are doing. Um, am, am I missing stuff that you would consider to be more like a standard song structure or to me, it's, it's, it mostly seems like the story just tells what it tells and there isn't a part to it. So going back to when I was telling you I'm mediocre. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you, if you, if you ever start dating again, for some reason, don't put that as like the lead line on your app there, you know? I, oh my God. I don't think I'm uh, being mediocre. <laughs> yeah. God forbid if I have to date again. No, you're good. Happen. You got the good wife. We're not going anywhere. You got we got yeah. the we got the the animals and the wife. We're good. We're all set. So, <laughs> okay. 100%. So I, I'm, I hate what you said, but I'm going to repeat it back to you so you can keep going. So, going back to talking about being mediocre, allegedly, yes. God, I don't song even remember structure. to be honest. Song structure. We were talking song, about okay. chorus. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> song structure. I, I, I know there's you know what A B C or a b you know whatever this i'd have to look them all up because i don't know that i don't know music theory i don't know shit about nothing <laughs> i just write yeah. what i like i put the song how i think it should go and yeah you're right the lyrics there really isn't like a chorus per se because yeah. the there, there's no real lyrics that are i mean i think there was a couple on day nine and and actually the debut Hmm. Um, where the lyrics were repeated as like a... Yes, the chorus. refrains. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. But it's not, it's not, you're not... And, and by the way, I hope it's clear when I say that it's not meant as a, as a negative at all. I think it's really interesting that, you know, it, most metal that I've heard is really all of it um, is not bound to that kind of a structure. You know, it would feel weird to have a metal chorus to me in that, especially with what you guys do. You know, it's like, okay, so is the shovel monster just sitting there like jamming to this part of this, like the core, you know, like it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't fit. You are, you are telling a story and you wouldn't want to read a story where every, you know, five paragraphs, they repeated the same four lines from somewhere else in the story. Like that doesn't, right, yeah. nobody needs that. So I actually think that's really cool that it is, um, it's a free form thing. It's free form lyricism. There isn't an, you know, a, a rigid structure to the music. And I, I don't think that's about not, you know, being versed in music. I mean, look, most musicians, I think, are not as well versed in music theory as you would think. And, and, and it, you know, it's, I think that's the genre, right? And I think that's, 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 you don't need that for what you're doing with the storytelling that you're doing. Well, and yeah, and I'm trying to keep the songs um, pretty much like, get after it and get out, get in and get out. You mm -hmm. know, I, yeah. as you mentioned, my songs are maybe between two minutes and two forty-five. Yeah. you know, maybe or as long as they need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that, you know, with the internet and everything is at, at your fingertips, everybody, I think a lot more people are, are, are their attention span is not, you know, five, six, seven, eight minute songs absolutely and, and so i think having a couple minute songs i can maybe get that person to listen to the whole thing you know yeah yeah i'm yeah. um so that i think with the attention spans that that we have nowadays um and uh with my skills as we we've mentioned oh, i think uh keeping keeping it you know at two three two 
two and a half minutes. I try to stay around there. Mm -hmm. It kind of um, maybe also will kind of have that, you know, I want more, you know. The song's yeah. already over. What what yeah. will happen? You know, it's well, but but I also think that that given what you're doing musically, I don't know how infinitely sustainable a single song would be. You know, the 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 you can only experience that level of intensity for so long at a time, right? You yeah. know, and and that's not about oh, I don't want to listen to it anymore. It's not good. It's just it's you are you are engaging the listener on every sensory level, right? Because it's, it's this sort of central nervous system kind of thing where you're already like, <laughs> you know, and, and you're, you're, you're in it, you're breathing, you're intense and you're, you know, your adrenaline's going and then you, you know, you've got like the <clears throat> visuals, which are really graphic and really intense. And then, then, and then, you know, between the drums and the blast beats and then, and then all the growling and like it, it is, I think it's those things are meant to be more ephemeral. I don't think they're meant to be super long. Does anybody need like a 15 minute, you know, groove metal song or whatever to experience it? No, it's kind of like you've condensed it all into mm -hmm. like three minutes of just melting your fucking face off and then like run right. to the next thing. Like I like that about it because it's like, I don't feel like I could catch my breath. You know, I don't feel like, um, you know, before I've settled down from one song before I'm on to the next. And I feel like that works. You know, I feel like that that's the, that's the kind of momentum that an album, like, like a shovel monster album, whichever one it is, is that's what you, I think that's what you would want. Right. Uh, you know, so I, I think it makes sense to me at least. Yeah, I mean, not really I long. think it's, I think it's been working pretty well. Mm, mm -hmm. So Let's say, I mean, I mean, I went to school for music and even though in, in circled stuff, I I'd throw it out the window how songs are supposed to be. I mean, most of mine is does have discernible verse and choruses and mm -hmm. there are a few of these that we've been working on that a riff does repeat but right right there's a, one or two of them i'll start like the same line but it's a different part of the story i'm only echoing oh cool so it's it's like a refrain few words of it but the next two or three lines is not the same totally different oh that's really cool i like that <laughs> so you're you're keeping it cohesive but you're not repeating the same thing over and over it's just sort of it's starting in the same place and then taking you somewhere yeah. else that's really cool well i mean we should probably um i've been so busy talking about the music we should probably let everybody listen <laughs> to at least one song so we were going to play Chad case number E0038144 for the masses. Is there anything else that you want to say about this before we roll it? I got to say, I'm impressed with your memory skills. That's. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, it may make an impression. <laughs> that's why you're not telling me titles. It. You don't remember them. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> you're like, it's oh, too many. mysterious and we're not releasing it. What was it called again? Yeah. So, I mean, have we, have we said it all or is there any other info that you want to lay out before we roll the song? Yeah, that's, that's the first single. Um, Poor yeah. Chad. Poor Chad. Off the album that has not yet been named to anybody but the two of you. Okay. Right. All right. So let's roll it.
okay. I mean, you guys, like, y- you have to understand, like, watching that video and even the way that you did the lyrics in the video <laughs> is terrifying. <laughs> you know, it's not good, like they just good. pop up on the screen in Comic Sans or whatever, you know, and it's like, oh, there's so, so much blood. Like, listen guy- to this, though. Yeah, that's the that's his first video that he's made. Isn't that amazing? Ever? Ever. That's that's the first lyric video I've made with that program. Yeah, I made um. I know you've seen Anger Overdoses, nineteen ninety nine, but sure. that was with Simple iMovie. You yeah. know, basic. I got a new program, and that was the first time I've ever used it to make that kind of video. Okay. Yeah. It well, you did really well with it because it is um. Arresting is the word that popped into my head, but like it, re- no, but that's what I mean about like the whole sensory thing. You know, it's not, um, metal doesn't make you comfortable, you know, right? And so having a lyric video, most lyric videos look like, I'm gonna pull out a reference that you probably won't know, but like, you know, Saturday Night Live used to do this, you know, um, Stuart Smalley thing where it's like, you know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it. People like me, you know, it's like the lyrics, yeah. they'll just come up on the screen and people will read them. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, now I know what they're saying. And But it, this was almost like a movie, a visual word movie <laughs> with the lyrics and it, you know even the way that that they they slide down the screen and it almost looks like you know like it's been clawed out in blood it, like it, i mean the intentions behind all that and that's why when you guys are negging yourselves i'm like shut the fuck up because like you can like that's so clever you know and it and it adds to what the music is doing in such a cool way you know and i just i and because i i watched that video a couple of times because i was like damn it this is like really, this is like really freaking me out. <laughs> but like, it, but in a cool way, in like when you go and see a great horror movie and you're just like, shit, I'm so scared, but more, you know, like more and more. So I'm, I'm very impressed that that was your first outing with that program. I'm, I'm definitely trying, even like lyrically, um, vocally rather, the tones that I use for certain words and certain patterns. Uh, I'm trying my damnedest to paint the story yeah. and make you feel the anxiety. Cause oh, this, is, this is obviously named Chad for a reason. And I'm really trying to make you feel the anxiety that he is feeling like oh, losing yeah. the leg. Like that's apparently everybody's favorite the oh, line yeah. is why I saw my leg over <laughs> it there. Is a, it I'm is trying to make piece, you feel yeah. that, that anxiety that you would be feeling if no, you but again, saw I your can, leg I, over there. <laughs> I can tell you as somebody who does not, you know, generally listen to this kind of music, you did like it works, you know, and, and it's where I came away from it. Um, you know, I ended up in, in a place of just like, I want to know more. I do not want to know more. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see more of this. Oh my God, please don't make me see more of the, cause like it's, it's, it's that, you know, it's like the, 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 the person watching the horror movie like this, you know, where like they don't want to watch it, but they're watching it, you know, it, and it's kind of like that. It's just like, oh, my God, you know, and and being and again, I, I'm not sure exactly what the chronology of songs on the album will be when it's released low these many months from now on Halloween. But like, you know, I- even if that's where we begin, you know, um, holy shit, like you, you're just you are dropped in medias res <laughs> like you're just you're in it. Your legs over there. There's blood. You. He's coming back. Oh fuck! What is going on? And like it. It. Whether that's something that happens, as almost like waking up 
from being passed out and, you know, you've regained consciousness and you're in the middle of a waking nightmare or something that happens way later in the story where we have all this, you know, build up with, with, with the guy, like, it doesn't matter. Like either way, what you've set out to do, you did like, and, and, <laughs> and yeah. And really, and again, I, you're not talking to someone who does this, you know? And as I was saying to, to death pigeon, you know, like people who, are in metal who live, eat, sleep, breathe metal, you know, that, 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 that really get it, that are super familiar with it. You know, they talk to each other about metal and music in, in ways that's very specific. And it is like, as I've said, this language that twins speak, you know, or like <laughs> people on the outside are like, what the, but they know exactly what they're talking about. Right. And I am just, I am, an, I am a tourist, you know, and I'm, I'm, I can sit there going asking where the library is. Right. But like, I don't, I don't speak the language yet. And like what I keep, trying to get across to 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 you guys as as I'm as I'm interviewing all of you is that if you can take someone like me who's never really listened to the genre in any way shape or form as much as you know I'm sitting down and I'm listening to almost an hour of just super intense boot to the face holy shit you know what is going on just growling screaming distortion blast beat blarg what a and i'm enjoying it how the hell did that happen you know and so it's why when you guys say things like oh you know i'm not very good at this I'm like are you sure about yeah okay because you're converting people like me and that's part of why i wanted to do this show in the first place was you know that that you know, you guys are beloved in the community already, you know, people who know metal and, 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 you know, both as shovel monster and encircled throne, but like from those of us on the outside, you're, you're hooking us in. That's a, you know, sit with that, you know, like let that, let that sink in because that's not a small feat. You know, again, I'm a cover band girl, you know, I write originals, but I never play them, you know, and like, it's certainly not, you know, a Chad case kind of situation when I'm right. And I, and I like your stuff. I do. And like, that's, you know, that I, I hope that makes you feel good because it was it was really pleasantly surprising for me, um, you know, to be able to go in there and go, OK, apparently I also like what I think is death metal. And who the hell knew? <laughs> like, who knew? So um, so thank you for that, because I, I love you. I love learning new music and, and learning that I can like genres of music that I, I would have never, you know, thought would resonate with me. And, and I think that that to kind of bring it back and wrap it up is the fact that you guys do have a story, you know, that you do have a plan, that this isn't just, hey, you know, let's see, let's crank up the drums and get them as fast as we can and just go in there and, you know, sound like, you know, Cookie Monster being sucked into a turbine or whatever. And then like we're out and it means, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's so much more than that. It's got, yeah. it's got a story, it's got layers, it's got intention behind the instrumentation and the lyrics and, you know, you're, you're, you're creating a, a world you know, sonically, visually, lyrically, like that, that's, that's not something you're necessarily going to turn on your average pop station and get, you know, where everybody's just going, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess. And then you're done, you know? So I, it's, I, I almost think of, um, you know, that, that, that so much of, of, of your stuff and, and a lot of the metal that I'm listening to now is like, it's, you know, there's, there are symphonic elements, there are cinematic elements, there's, there's all this stuff baked in and you can't be stupid and do that. And you can't be untalented and do that. And you can't be unmindful or thoughtless and do that. So 
I just, you know, I, 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 I don't mean to go on and on, but I just, I, I wanted to communicate to you guys. And I hope you, you realize that it's genuine that like, I, I'm, I'm really like tickled <laughs> that I like the music as much as I do, you know? And, and it just, it, it surprised the shit out of me, frankly. Cause I was like, okay, you know, I knew what was coming when it was time to prep for shovel monster. I knew what was coming. I knew I was not going to be, you know, um, braiding my hair and painting my toenails while I was listening to this music. And I was like, wow. Yeah, no, I could. I totally could. I absolutely could. It would have to be braiding in like barbed wire and, you know, black or blood red <laughs> nail polish, or whatever, but I'm, I'm down for that. That's fine. So I just, this is my very long winded way of paying you guys a compliment that, you know, again, you could take somebody like me, who's really new to the genre and your music is, is coming through. It's speaking, I think in the way that, that I'm, I'm thinking you wanted it to, or you were hoping that it would. So it did that for me. So far, it's it, yeah. it, it, it has boosted my confidence a lot especially after Chad and I've heard multiple people actually say that they have felt the anxiety from the vocals that I was oh, producing yeah. that, oh, that I yeah. wanted. So it, I, I'm oh, glad yeah. it is actually translating and it's not just me being like, ah, no, and I also think that, you know, even especially, you know, from one, you know, vocalist to another that, you know, that the ways in which your voice is different from the two singers prior it works with this, you know, you've mm -hmm. got a real, um, there is a, there's an urgency to your voice and there's a, um, there's a dimension to it where it could be really beautiful if you wanted it to, and you can make that really horrific if you want it to, and it works on both levels. And I think, you know, sort of the, 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 the tenor level that you get and the, and the, the way that you're breathing and just building it all in, like it, it really, it put me on edge, you know, and, and that's exactly where I should be with a song like Chad case. That's exactly where I should be. You know, it, it should be, it should have me up here in the red and it did. So I, I, you do not have to be doubting yourself at all on that. You did exactly what you wanted to do. And, and Oh, Holy shit. Did I feel the <laughs> I'm an anxious person to begin with. So thanks a fucking lot. Mojo. <laughs> but it, but it, but it, it in, and in that way that you guys were talking about it, it is kind of cathartic, you know, you can sit there and you can listen to it. And even just on the level of, Oh, thank God somebody else lives in that mental space sometimes too. And it's not just me. You know, um, that, that, that feels pretty good too, to, <laughs> to realize so that other like people any, I feel like it. any horror nut is going to really enjoy this album. I agree. I agree. And, and that's yeah. even just having the one bite that we all have of it so far. The one, the one very gory, sinewy nibble that we've been given <laughs> <laughs> so far. So, okay. So, um, I wrap up every show with a little segment that I like to call in the Vox seat. And I have five questions for you. I would like you both to answer them, okay? And as I keep telling people, you're probably going to hate at least one of them, all right? Mm -hmm. But um, that's okay. So if you had to sum up your music in five words or less, what would you say? Uh, probably just groovy, heavy, aggressive. Three good. <laughs> yeah five words or less that's less so you're good you're good yeah. Brutal, groovy heavy groovy, aggressive aggressive heavy metal okay what was the first word i talked over you i'm sorry brutal brutal groovy, 
progressive heavy metal. If you guys ever do a side project, you need to call it the Brutal Groove or Brutal Groovy <laughs> or something like that. Because I just love those two words together. Because, you know, groovy, you think of like, you know, the hippies or whatever. And I'm like, brutal is brutal. So, okay. All right. You guys did that pretty quickly. I got to say, most people hem and haw. But you were right there ready with it. And, and, and Mick with the economy of words there. So, okay. What is both of, for both of you, what is your favorite thing about being a musician? Uh, I think uh, circling back to the to just unloading the stress, you know, it helps that you know get that stress off my shoulders and and to be able to you know come up with something that I that if I if I like it, I think I'm I'm going to be happy with it, and if other people like it, then that's fantastic too. Mm -hmm. So I I think being able to create music. And have people enjoy it is obviously a plus, but um, so yeah. So you 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 do it largely for you, and then everybody else who also enjoys it just is is icing on the cake. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're, you know, with the story and stuff, we're getting it a little more, you know, to be hopefully be listened to mm -hmm. by more people, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, ultimately, I'm playing the stuff that I want to play and that I would love to listen to. And so just uh, feeling, you know, proud of the material that I'm putting out um, and being okay with the material. Like I say, those couple songs, I'm like, eh, not, not mm -hmm. up to my enough, you know? And yeah. so just being, you know, able to come up with stuff that I enjoy and, and like I say, and, and having a good time at it and releasing that stress and just, just enjoying the moment and, you know, coming up with some, some stuff that hopefully people enjoy. All right, cool. Good answer. And the man it's, behind it's, the vote. It's, it's my happy place as weird as that is to say. Yeah, <laughs> Especially for these weird vocals. at all. Yeah. Vocals. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is my, my happy place to be. I've, I've never been happier playing music like, being on stage, yeah, there's that first initial anxiety, nervousness, but mm -hmm. I, I can't think of anywhere that I'd rather be than doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So it just brings you joy. You can't get better than that, right? <laughs> what What else could be better? But okay, so then, so we've got the flip side. What is your least favorite thing about being a musician? Everything costs too much. It's expensive, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, right? <laughs> well, yeah. And it I got does. I got too many, too many, too many. You know, you know, you can only play one guitar at a time, but I gotta have like fucking six. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can't. Here we go. I was gonna say, I thought I, I mean, saw. There's, there's all of mine. A my ton whole. of gear in the shadows behind you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. It does rack computer, up. And, computer uh, being three grand to be able to mix and master on, and that's just the no computer, joke. not the stuff. That's in the computer. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. It's just the box, not the stuff that goes in the box that makes the box do. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's, that's completely fair. Um, okay. I think this is the question that most people, people seem to have the hardest time with. Um, if you had to pick one album, just one that you could listen to for the rest of your life, what would that album be? Oh, justice for all. Okay, you're going old school. Okay, 
that a particular is a, track to me, off of to it? Me, to me, you know, especially since I'm going to have the entire album here, it's got the nice, pretty, you know, one at the beginning of it, but then it has right. all the other heavy stuff. There's a lot of emotion that went into a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, is, if, I, if, I, need, if I need to, like, check all my boxes, I mean, again, I'm a huge Metallica fan from back in the day, so. Sure. Well, and, and I think most people think of that as their best album. So, although there's a bit of debate, um, it's it's definitely. I mean, I love I love the Black though. Album and stuff like that too. But right. I could I could listen to Black Album from start to finish. I can listen to Master Puppet start to finish. But emotionally and stuff like that, I think I think Injustice for All would. If I had to pick something, if you had, to. which you I mean, do, like if you look if you look at my Spotify playlist, there's there's you know. Artist after artist after artist. I don't listen to just one artist back to back right. to back to back and put it on shovel. But right. if I had to pick, I guess one. If I'm being forced, I probably would pick that. You one. are. <laughs> Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that I've put you in that box and I've limited you in that way? No, but it's a it's a good answer. All right, Mick. Yeah, that's, you're a, up. that's a good album. I I'd, I'd agree with that. But uh, I'd probably pick something from the Beatles. Um, uh, I I don't know if I could pick an album. Uh. But it would be one Great one album from the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, they're the number one album. <laughs> so, and it's good because your wife album. will be able to listen to it with you on the desert island or wherever you are. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. So, Beatles. All right, Beatles I, sure. I, I wasn't yeah, they, sure which direction you were going to go, but okay. I, you know, for me, all their songs are different. Like, yes. It's amazing how what great material they came up with, and it didn't sound the same as the last song. And it was just amazing. There, I, I, I really like listening to them just because it's so different. They had, you know, and then this song has has a violin in it, you know, and this song has. Yeah. It's just crazy how much, uh, di- how you know how dynamic they were. Yeah. As as a four piece, but like 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 them and uh, Queen, just the theatrical oh, yeah. stuff that they did. In the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, you hear one song, you're not gonna think that you hear something. The next one, it's the same band. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's not like you've heard one, you've heard them all. Well, and yeah. it's it's funny because in a way, even though you guys went with very different albums and very different artists, your reasoning was the same. Because what I'm hearing is that these are albums that you're picking because they feed you in more than one way. You yeah. know that yeah. you've got emotional stuff, you've got softer stuff, you've got harder stuff, you've got different kinds of instrumentation, and it's. It, it's it's more than one idea, um, right. and I think I think that makes a lot of sense, especially if you're going to be listening to it for the rest Forever. of your life, over and over. over and over and over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so last question here, and this this may be the hardest one. Okay, <laughs> your toilet paper roll, does it go over, or does the paper come from under? And you have no to mullet. Reasoning. No mullet for me. No mullet. Okay. No. Okay. Got to go over the top. I don't care. I think my wife prefers it going over. I'll, so you I'll, you do not have you're only the second person not to have a very strong preference. I, I do. I area. do not feel strongly about it. I'll set it on the counter for all I care. <laughs> I mean, okay, you're that guy. Don't yeah. be that guy, Mojo. I'll, don't I'll be the guy. It, that it puts on there. It. I, I'm pretty sure she likes it to go over. All right. Yeah. I just, you put the off. roll on your on your finger and just grab her. But you know, in in, in the studio bathroom, it's just there. <laughs> spinning that <laughs> wheel on the prices right or whatever. You <laughs> just come out with toilet paper. Okay, so we've got an anti-mullet sentiment and we've got an i don't care i will just put it on the floor as long as it makes it, it as a hat it was there in, in reaching room <laughs> yeah. 
feel like as long as I can get to it and I'm not using my slippers or my hands. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. All right. Well, we've tackled the weightiest of all possible issues there. So I feel like there's nowhere for us to go but to say thank you both so much for coming on the show and for spending time with me. And I'm I'm excited to it sounds like we've got only a week or two out, you know, before we wait for the next one. And then you're gonna you're just gonna keep feeding us morsels as we go. And then everybody's gonna be looking out for the mysteriously titled album to be released over Halloween. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. really, go go go! Check out both Shovel Monster and Encircled Throne if you guys are not already. I know a lot of you watching already are familiar, but um, you know, take some time. Um, probably not right before you want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, especially check out the Chad Case um, lyric video and you just download them everywhere, stream them everywhere, follow them everywhere, enjoy them everywhere. Thank you guys so much for the chat. And Thank the you. best of luck with everything. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we oh, no, you're very welcome. All right, guys, that's it for us. Thanks for watching Vox and Sticks. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.